All right. Welcome back to Velocity for Change podcast. We're back with another weekly questions thread because super low effort and super fun. So let's ask the, the first question or let's answer it. We'll ask it first. Let's see. So what seasoning are you guys using on your bland chicken breasts? Getting tired of the one I got. I don't know which one he's got. You know what I use is uh, marinades. You definitely want to be using marinades, um, especially if you're not a strict carnivore type which is stupid to be anyway, which you should not be. So they're going to be um, like, I like the the McCormick, like Chipotle or tomato and basil. I think those are, those are always good. Like you cannot go wrong. And I know they're going to say like 20 minutes to marinade. Don't do that. Do the full overnight, you know, put in there overnight, make sure it's not frozen, marinate it overnight, cook it out the next day. If you're doing the meal plan, uh, cook a ton of it all at once. And additionally, what you could do, if you're lucky enough to live in a place where you can have a grill, um, all you really need then is to tenderize that bad boy. Like uh, you take a chicken breast and put it in some saran wrap, wrap it all up, take a hammer, meat tenderizer, and then smash the shit out of that motherfucker. And then you cover it in olive oil, salt, and pepper, and throw that bad boy in the grill. Uh, if you get a nice grill that's gonna go like 700 degrees, six, six, 700 degrees, it's like seven or eight minutes aside. And that's gonna be like the best chicken, t- t- uh, best tasting chicken breast that you can cook. The second best is going to be, you're gonna wanna get the bone in from, uh, if you're cheap like me, you get the bone in at Market Basket, make sure it's got the bone, the whole breast right because the boneless there's there's something weird about that boneless and it's not going to cook right no matter what you do to it it's never going to cook right but if you get that bone in and you do a marinade let it sit overnight you throw that shit in the oven for 45 minutes at 450 degrees it is going to be fucking delicious it's going to be insanely delicious and uh you can they're huge too so you can cut them up into portions if you need to depending on what you're doing all right that's an easy one Let's see. Next question. I recently signed up to a gym, but I've yet to go. How do I overcome my anxiety and hesitation and just go? I Yeah, I guess. But the I think you probably know the answer here. And that's that you just have to you just have to go do it sometimes. Right. It's like sitting on the like uh, if you ever done like a high jump, you know, into water or something, you know, if you ever had that feeling or anything you're going to do like that, any type of plunge you've ever taken in your entire life, whether it's going to be asking a girl out, uh, applying for a job, asking for a raise, that sort of thing, it's the same mindset. You just have to know that you deserve it and you just have to go for it. And that's it. Um, one of the things you can do is understand that nobody gives a fuck that you're there at all. Not one single bit. You know, even if you look like you don't work out, like, especially if you look like you don't work out and you're in the gym, people are just going to be like, yeah, fucking go you, man. Nobody's going to be thinking anything about you because everybody's in there because they're thinking about themselves. <laughs> if the the more fit they are, the more that they're thinking about themselves because the it's just... It's just that much worse, right? Because when you start getting to that fine-tuning level, like you'd have no time to think about what the fuck anybody else is doing. So don't think that anyone's gonna be thinking about you. Second of all, headphones. You're gonna wanna get some nice headphones um, and crank those bad boys up all the way so that you're just focused on what you're doing. And also have a, it's gonna be difficult when you first go in there because you don't know what the hell's going on, but you wanna have a, a plan. 
So you, you walk in there with a plan. So you know what you're doing, that you're gonna do this lift and this lift and that, that lift or this accessory. And you're also gonna be able to know how to break off that plan. Because if you plan to go in and do, you know, squats and, um, you know, afterwards go do some accessory legs or whatever, but all the squat rats are taken, you gotta go do something else for a little while, you know. But don't be scared to walk up to somebody and just say, like, how long, you know, how long you got, how long you got. And uh, people are going to answer, you know, they'll tell you so if they're crazy, they're going to be like, oh, 20 minutes. <laughs> but most of the time it's going to be like, oh, five minutes. And other people would just be like, oh, last set. And then you, you can like, oh, can I grab, I want to grab next. And then, you know, it gets them moving so that you can get to doing what you want to do, which is usually the, the better plan, I think. But uh, you just have to, you just got to bite that bullet. You know, you just got to, however you're feeling, you just got to feel that way. But I'd say it's completely normal. I mean, I just switched gyms and I felt the same thing, but it's like, you just got to walk in there and just start doing stuff. And before you know it, it's like, it's like walking into your bedroom. You know, it's, it's like, it's no big deal. Okay. Next question. Let's see. Fitness noob here. My question is how to breathe properly during reps. For example, if I do five pushups without breathing, I feel fine. But if I breathe between the reps, then I feel uneasy. I think people make too big a deal out of breathing during reps. That's what I think. I think it's people that have like a very strict plan for how they're going to breathe while they're doing things where it's going to be an inhale on the concentric and an exhale on the eccentric, right? But if you're doing quick reps, that means you're going to be breathing like, <gasps> which is hyperventilating. So that's no good. You just want to be breathing normal. Basically, <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry about it too much, honestly. If unless you're going to be doing like a super difficult lift, right, like a, a one rep max type of lift, in that scenario, you would want to do the exhale on the on the um the concentric movement that you're going to do, right? Because it's going to give you more power when you do it. It's like yelling when you go ah, like those guys that yell. That's why they yell because it it actually does. Breathing out does give you a bit more power when you're doing something like that. So, but you can also accomplish that by just pushing air out quickly. <coughs> Sorry, but um, but I wouldn't worry about it if it's as far. So there's so many other better things to worry about than how you're breathing. If you're don't feel like you're lacking oxygen, then you're good. I wouldn't hold my breath through like ten reps or anything like that or anything heavy. I would be trying to just breathe normal. Just if you can think of it that way, if you don't feel out of breath while you're working out, then you're fine. Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Next question. How come dumbbell lat raises hurt my shoulder, but cable lat raises feel completely fine. I feel like the movement is pretty much the same. <coughs> Jeez. Sick. Sorry. I'm sick. It's not my fault. Um, why do they feel different? Cause they're different. That's why it's different angles. And it's a different type of of, uh, of movement, right? Because cables feel a lot different than, than dumbbells do, right? Having that static weight versus having that cable weight, which is, it's going to get more and more difficult, you know, the further it pulls out. <clears throat> so I really wouldn't worry about this at all. It's like a, it's a, it's a non-issue. It's just different. You know, different movements are going to hit you differently. And that's perfectly fine. There's no reason to be worried about that at all. Mm. 
So next question, does anyone have any tips on pushing through a mental wall during workouts? It's happened a couple of times now where mid-workout, I lose all motivation to keep going. Sometimes I manage to finish the workout with a lower weight than my goal, but other times it's bad enough that I just have to stop and head home. I'm certainly not tired or overtrained based on my sleep schedule and training plan. Yes. Yep, been there. Um, how do you push through that? You have to have a plan. You have to want to finish your plan. That's basically what it boils down to. I think we already discussed having a plan earlier as far as being a noob, but as far as being a person who's going and hitting these walls where you just can't push through, like you also want to make sure that it's not something external to the workout itself, which for me, that's usually what it's going to be. It's like other shit is bothering me so bad that I don't even want to be there. Um, even though it's you think that working out is going to make you feel better about it, and that's not always the case. So how do you push through? You need to go in with a plan. The more strict your plan is, the higher the likelihood of you completing it, right? If you know how many sets, reps, weights, um, accessories, everything that you're going to do, it's, well, it's so much simpler to go in there and complete the task because humans are task-oriented creatures. So if we know what tasks we need to do, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, um, it just, it just takes it, it takes the thinking out of the equation for you and it makes it more easier to do. So if you don't plan ahead properly, then you should start planning ahead properly so that you don't have to worry about that. Then you're just thinking about completing the task. Um, if you have to go to a lower weight, then you just have to be cool with that. You just gotta be able to rock with that. You know what I mean? Um, it's going to happen to literally every single person ever. The best weightlifters in the world. The strongest men in the world are going to have days where they just back off the weight and they just go lighter, you know, and there's nothing wrong with just like if you bench 250 and you want to spend a day just like, you know what, I'm just going to bench 135 today and I'm, I'm not going any heavier. I don't give a fuck. I, I'm not feeling it. Then go ahead. Just do that. It's something's always better than nothing. And it's better to go through those motions just so that it's more part of um. so you're creating a routine with yourself that. And understanding with yourself that, you know, you're doing, you know, I'm going to complete these tasks no matter what, get with the fucking program type of deal. It's kind of like reminding your, your ego of that. So that's what I would do. Next question. Let's see. I got a new part-time job where I walk a lot constantly. I'm bulking when I work, but there is almost no time to eat. Should I eat some junk food to get my calories in? Last year, I went from 60 kilograms to 75. Got job, lost five kilos in strength because I burned a lot. Now I barely hit small surplus, even with all the seeds, nuts, and three protein shakes with oats when I work. How big are you? There should be some stats. Oh, said 60 to 75, then he lost five kilos. So not too bad. How much could you be possibly fucking walking in a day? <laughs> like if you're completely sedentary before and now you're walking, and you're losing all this weight, just eat the, your meals need to be bigger. That's basically what it boils down to, right? I guess three protein shakes a day. I can imagine drinking three protein shakes a day and not get not getting weight for me. I cannot imagine that. Like your meals must be tiny because that's gonna be half your calories right there, especially if he's eating the seeds of nuts. I think there's a little bit of um dishonesty here. But um but yeah, if you're got a new job that's more physical and it's causing you to burn more calories every day. Two things. One, eat more on your meals. Make them bigger. If you're losing five kilos, 
um, then whatever your lunch is, you should double it. If you eat a sandwich and some some strawberries, you should eat two sandwiches, some strawberries, and some blueberries or some carrot sticks or something. Um, if your your dinner is a serving of da da da, then you should be eating double servings or adding on some crazy ass dessert. That's what you should be doing because how how else are you gonna gain the weight back? But also understand that. If it's a new type of position and it's a new movement that you're doing, your body's still adapting to it. Eventually, it's going to adapt to it completely and it's not going to burn as much calories, right? I've been working as a mechanic forever and it doesn't burn calories for me to be standing on my feet all day, walking around all day, lifting heavy shit all day. Um, it, it just doesn't do that. It doesn't do that for anybody in the building anymore. We're just, we're just used to it. We've adapted to it, you know, even when we're like sweating all day. It, it don't mean nothing so you're gonna adapt to it but you need to just like bump those meals up a little bit more just add more in there don't be don't be scared especially if you already lost five kilos five kilos is like what like 10 or 12 pounds or something like that something like that i don't know i'm not gonna use a calculator but it's about that don't be scared do not be scared next question i'm trying to lose weight and i think it is going well but lately, when I wake up in the morning, it feels like my bladder is going to explode. When I go to take a leak, that sounds fun. The amount of urine is very low. It will seem strange since my whole stomach feels bloated and bladder feels full. Has this something to do with me losing weight? My BMI is 22.7, so that seems normal. I have gained some muscle too. What could be the problem? I don't drink that much before bed at all. <coughs> so you feel bloated um, and your bladder feels full, but you're not peeing a lot. Let's see. What could be going on here? I mean, you could be overhydrating. I guess it's possible. Um, typically, you would just like pee that all out. But you're also probably not used to... If you just started doing this, you're probably not used to feeling hydrated. If you think about... Um, if you're used to drinking sodas and coffees and shit all day, and then you switch to water, like you'd be surprised how much water <laughs> you can put in your body without ever having to pee. You know what I mean? Like I have these 16 ounce cups at home that I fill up probably 14 ounces worth and I'll down like on a, if I'm here all day, I'm going to down like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 of these freaking things and just pee a few times. Um, if it's, especially if it's hot out, it's like, and that's it. And still not pee clear. It, you can take on a lot of water. <laughs> you really can. And it, you're, you're using it up. So you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be having these these long pee sessions, you know? Um, so as long as you're the part of like feeling bloated, I mean, like I said, it could be a feeling that you're not used to. Uh, it could be some of the food that you're eating that makes you feel that way. So like, it doesn't say anything about what your diet is, but I would check that too. I mean, if your bladder feels full, like you have to pee and then you go pee, and then you, if you, if it doesn't feel full after that, then you're, you're fine, right? You don't have to worry about it. As long as it feels empty afterwards. If it doesn't feel empty, then you might have something going on that a doctor should probably check out and you shouldn't be asking on a, um, on a thread like this about, uh, about what to do. You should be talking to a doctor. And I think, yeah, some other people are going to say the same thing because it's, but again, it depends how you feel. Does it feel emptied or afterwards, or does it still feel full after, you know? But maybe it's worth just to get it checked out just in case. That's what I would say. Good luck to you, sir. Next question. Back this week with another stupid question. 
Yeehaw. How do you all deal with curbing hunger cravings? Context. I am currently working 12-hour night shifts in a clean room. Cravings at work are not really a problem. However, I flip back on my days off. I start getting ravenously hungry around 10 p.m., even if I've had a full days of meals to the point where I can't sleep. Help me understand what the fuck is going on, please. Uh, what's going on is that you're meal cycles and your work cycles are completely different right because we all want to eat at breakfast lunch dinner we've been programmed to eat this way uh, maybe you've adapted your your food schedules somewhat but typically that's what it is but now you're working these nights which is fucking everything up because you're usually used to being awake so you're awake and you're hungry and you want to start eating at night now it doesn't say um what kind of night shift this is. I mean, it just could be till 11 or it could be till six in the morning, but how to curb the cravings, maybe switch your meals up. Like if you're gonna be up late, then just move the meals up, right? If you're eating those three meals a day, uh, instead of having breakfast at, you know, six to eight, you know, eight in the morning, just have breakfast at like, uh, you know, noon or whatever and push it up however your sleep schedule is you want to like kind of assign it that way that would probably be a lot better maybe if you're like if you're eating dinner now at six and you're staying up till five in the morning it don't make sense right that's just crazy why not save dinner till till way later and again i guess that really depends on your family too and there's a lot of additional things going on here this is kind of a hard question to answer because we don't know if he's got a family and he's could be he or his his so could be cooking for kids and stuff that have to eat at a certain time or even just an so that's going to eat at a certain time um and you may feel that you know that need to do that as well so who knows i would say how do you curb it you can't you just you have to you have to eat at different times if you're going to be up that's how you that's how you have to do it or drink like mad water or something like that or eat something really fatty uh, like a fatty snack that would help too but um i don't eat it i'm the kind of person that doesn't eat enough anyway so when i am eating i'm always like okay with it <laughs> so probably like the worst person to ask um even though i have been like because my the obesity that i used to have a problem with was mainly due to sour cream and onion potato chips and soda particularly mountain dew that was mine so when i got rid of those things it was pretty easier it was a lot easier for me all right, next question. Okay, so kind of a really stupid question, but what if in six months I don't develop muscle? Are we gonna do what ifs? No, we're not doing fucking what ifs. That is so stupid. Why would you think that? If you, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. Hold on, I gotta sneeze. <coughs> wow, okay, getting over cold, deal with it. Um, okay, so six months and you don't develop muscle, that means that now you know, whatever you did, didn't work. It absolutely did not work. So you need to do something else. But if you're following any type of program whatsoever for six months straight, if you're following any program whatsoever for six months and you're eating somewhat decent, you will see results. If you ate like sh absolute shit and kind of follow the program for a month, you would see results if you never worked out before. So don't even worry about no stupid shit like that. It's just, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth any of your time. That's just like some crazy hypothetical of what would happen. It would mean that you're not human. That's what it would mean. Okay, next question. Is creatine responsible for itchy butthole? I'm asking for a friend. 
no, no, your butthole is just dirty and you should definitely, um, you need to wash your butthole. Basically. I know you think you don't want to, right? Maybe because you don't want to get your rag dirty. You don't want to get your, your, your poofa dirty, but you got to get some soap in there and wash that bitch out and get some of that fucking bacteria and disgusting whatever's hanging on there. You want to get that off. You want to clean that bitch. All right. You want it to be clean enough to eat off of. That's what you want to do. All right. So uh, that's what I would do for you. Okay, we got time for one more question. Okay, and it is a kind of long one. Okay, let's see. What's your experience with working out after getting vaccinated? Ooh, it's been three days of chilling and I feel good, but my shoulder is still a little sore. Not sure if it's fine to treat it like a regular soreness and just start the week with push days anyway, or if I'd be better switching my routine up for the week and do legs pull push instead. Wow, what a stupid fucking question. Your your shoulder's a little sore. Sorry, I didn't mean to say stupid question. There's no such thing as a stupid question. But your shoulder's a little sore. Um, can you do the workouts or not? Crickets. I, that's what it boils down to. If you could do them, then do them. If you can't, then do something else. I mean, it's not going to be sore for the next fucking month or anything like that. It's just going to be, what, a few days? Uh, anyone who's gotten the vaccine, you know? probably sore for a few days then you'd be fine so i really wouldn't worry about it all that much i mean this is like a man people get really specific on things it's like you think if you even if you stop working out for the entire fucking week like you'd still be fine in the grand scheme of things you know there's still 51 other weeks in the year like you'd be good um but yeah just try it and then if it's not working for you then just do something different that's all keep it simple k-i-s-s keep it simple stupid okay that's gonna wrap it up so thanks for listening hope you had fun i did i love this segment it's my favorite one um yeah and we're gonna do this again next week and um hopefully i won't sound like there's a cheese grater in my throat all right thank you all right bye love you